one soul ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what I'm going to keep in the episode, so... Watch what you say. If you yeah. say it, you better mean it. You don't have to watch what you say, though, right? No, I can cut out everything. You have all the power. I have the power. <laughs> Are you the boss? I'm in charge. Yeah? No. You're the prize? I'm the prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, we're back with another episode of Turn One Soul Ring. I'm Kevin. And I'm Eric. And we have Ainsley joining us once again. Hi, and I'm Ainsley. Hi there. That's kind of Eric's thing. I know, that's Eric's thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, that's why I said it. <laughs> um, and uh, today on the show, we're going to be explaining, deck-splaining, uh, Ainsley's SRAM deck that we talked so much about back uh, a couple episodes ago. And we're also going to be explaining what Dual Commander is all about because... Uh, Ainsley and I pretty much just play Commander against each other. I mean, I play in multiplayer games, but uh, when we're just having a quiet night at home, we play Commander against each other, and we play by the Dual Commander rules. Cool. What is Dual Commander? Let's explain a bit about that. Yeah. So Dual Commander follows the exact same rules as classic multiplayer Commander, except for the following differences. First, players start the game with 20 life, so no Commander damage. Second, in addition to the ability to put the commander back into the command zone, if it would go to the graveyard or be exiled, you may do so also if it would be put into your library. That's not a difference. (laughs) Third. It's like, you're stupid. It's like, do you need glasses, idiot? (laughs) Third, new cards are legal on release day. The Friday following the pre-release, I think. That's... No, because in regular commander, you can play cards... Like the day after or of pre-release. Okay, so you can like... Yeah, so that is the difference. Uh, And um, this isn't different, but they have their own ban list. So separate but equal. Let's say that. When do... What were you going to say, Eric? What is the... Isn't there also a format that you have 30 life? Uh, Well, because the dual commander rules are different than... 1v1 commander on MTGO, and the ban list is different. Gotcha. Okay, cool. This is like a separate, this is a whole separate entity. This is like Canadian Highlander type of of difference. Cool. When dual commander tournaments are held, uh, this is basically how they work. Matches are best of three, Hmm. which sounds like a lot. Um, And since games take more time than smaller formats, uh, we recommend a time limit of at least 55 minutes, and no sideboards are used. Karn the Great Creator, watch out. No sideboard. No sideboards. No sideboard for you. And if you go on MGG Top 8, when you look at Commander, uh, their Commander tab, what you're looking at is uh, dual dual Commander commander results. Uh, At least that's my understanding. Um, And apart from the points uh, mentioned above, all the rules of Dual Commander obey the rules of Classic Multiplayer Commander, which, uh, and this also includes the Poison Counter rules. You know about Poison Counters. I played with a guy... You get 10 of them and you're dead. I played with a guy the other night at uh, at a, a LGS, and um, he was kind of salty at the deck I was playing. And uh, then the next game, you know, he was kind of targeting me, and I didn't say anything about it, but he was like justifying it. And you know, I'm like, you don't have to justify, you know, what you're doing. Like, I get it. And he's like, no, I would never hold a grudge in between games. I'm just going to attack unless you. unless someone's playing Infect, then I would. And it's like. I wanted to explain why Infect isn't really that good, 
<laughs> but uh, I was like, you know, just listen to our Commander Controversies episode. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't need to repeat myself. <laughs> it's on the it's on Check the record. Out the podcast. Yeah. We have it. We have it here. It's on the record. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the deck, let's quickly cover some SRAM lore, and it's going to be quick because I couldn't find a lot about this little guy. I don't think dwarves like being called that. Like little guys, okay. Think so. Well, if you were like, I think I just want to be called the dwarf. Well, if you were like a, if you were a short person, yeah, maybe you don't want to be called little. I thought, well, for a while, little people was like the PC term, but it's probably since changed. I think little people is still fine. They still for, do like for like little humans. Well, no, like um, like you wouldn't want to call a human that's small a dwarf. No, no, no. But these are actual dwarfs. This yeah. is like the species. This is the this species. Is like Gimli dwarf. from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's magic. <laughs> well, it's funny when you're like, I think they prefer to be called dwarf. It's like, are they real? I don't know. I think like Gimli gets angry when. No, no, they're dwarfs. But yeah. little little guy is cute. I think it's endearing. Sure. I think Sram could take it. I think he's secure in himself. He seems to be a smart guy. Mm-hmm. At he's, his work he's table, a senior guy. He's so. certainly not he's compensating with all those uh, artifact or auras and equipments. No, not at all. Small stature. Yeah. I've actually never thought about this. I'm glad we're having this conversation. It's interesting. He's really beefy. Well, they're stocky, mm. you know, so I don't know if it's that he's... I mean, yes, he is beefy, but that can mean a lot of things. I mean, I've had some pretty fatty pieces of beef, <laughs> you know, that's all like marbled in there, right? But marbling... Am I the only one? Yeah. If you get a good marbling, it's good. That's what you want it. You want that. You want some. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you want some. But you don't want that like big piece of fat that's just on the edge. No, you cut mm. that off. Yeah. Mm. I might nibble on it a little bit. Uh, I'm not a fan of the fat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eric's not a fan of the fat. Moving on. <laughs> oh All right. God. So SRAM was the Aether Hub's chief architect and a dwarf, if uh, that wasn't already clear. SRAM was <laughs> instrumental in the maintenance of Giraper or Giraper for many years, however you think you should say that. In response to the destructive efforts of the renegades, SRAM and his team worked tirelessly to repair the city. And SRAM's motto is, think bigger. That's a pretty good motto, I think. Pretty good motto. Um, are you looking at his flavor text? Do you want to, Ainsley, do you want to read the flavor text? As this conflict grows, it gets harder to prevent the city from breaking down. How much longer can we keep this machinery balanced? I don't know. Good guy. Um... And the Renegades, just uh, as a little aside, were a rebel faction in Jiripur on Kaladesh, on the plane of Kaladesh, and they were led by Pia Nalar, who's... Um, oh, cool. Pia is... Chandra's mother. Chandra's mother, thought so. Last name gave it away. And hey, if you like lore, check us out on Patreon, because we get really into the reads. We don't even talk about any magic cards. It's all lore. It's all story. Story stuff. Um, all right, let's no get... Fat. To the no. deck. No, no one's nibbling catch on any fat. fat. You know, not going to catch me doing that. I do that on my own time. All right? <laughs> so uh, let's start off by reading SRAM. Ainsley, do you want to take it away? Um, SRAM, senior edificer, is uh, one and a colorless. One and a white. One and a white. One and a white, guys. Just <laughs> left to right like you'd read a book. He's one and a white. And he is a 2-2 dwarf advisor Whenever you cast an aura, equipment, or vehicle spell, 
draw a card. Ooh. So pretty straightforward. Straightforward card advantage. He's a good guy. Card advantage. So yeah. uh, if you listen to um, our, our the uh, the episode we had Ainsley guest host on a couple uh, episodes back, uh, you know that uh, SRAM is a Voltron deck. So that's how this deck wins. Um, but in Dual Commander, there is no combat damage, but the Voltron strategy still holds true. So you just want to attach as many auras and equipment you can to him and start swinging for a loads of damage. And it does not take a lot to get to 20 damage, as, as you know. I get him. Yep. Getting good. Uh, there are a couple of alternate commanders in the deck if SRAM is no longer an option due to commander tax and a command beacon if SRAM is too expensive. And uh, also, you can check me out on Instagram at command beacon. Uh, this deck can be played in regular commander with a few card swaps, and in that scenario, it wins with regular commander damage. And the card swaps are like... So we didn't really talk about this with the ban list, but a lot of the cards that are banned in Dual Commander are the fast mana cards like Mana Vault, Mana Crypt, Soul Ring. A lot of the top tier tutors like Vampiric Tutor, Mystical Tutor, Enlightened Tutor, fine, totally fine, totally okay. legal. Um, and and you know I thought this was kind of funny when I when I first looked at the ban list. Ancient Tomb is legal, and I guess with Ancient Tomb it is two mana, but it's a land drop, right? It's not like being able to play a Mana Crypt. Yeah, so you're not, like, uh, playing your mana you and also doing a... Exactly. Yeah. So, um, right. So, yeah, the swaps you'd have to make are, like, Soul Ring. Uh, Sensei's Divining Top isn't legal in Dual Commander, so you throw that in. You can throw in a Mana Vault, um, you know, so forth. So, um, and, you know, I've, I've played it in multiplayer, and, and, we've, and you've piloted it a lot. Uh, Ainsley's piloted it a lot in uh, Dual Commander setting. <laughs> One v- it's got a, the moves. It's yeah. a, it, it is a great 1v1 deck, let me tell you. I've had lots it's, of fun it's playing tough, it. It's tough to deal with. Yeah. I haven't played it in a, a multiplayer format. I don't think I've ever played multiplayer in Commander. Are you sure? Didn't you play with me and Riley once at the cabin? It was Patrick. It was it Patrick? I think Riley. I think we oh, also yeah. played with Riley also. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, look at that. Riley. Yeah, where's Riley? Hey, I wonder where Riley is right now. Yeah. yeah, what is he doing? I wonder what he's doing. He's probably listening to this. I wonder if he's still bringing <laughs> his glue to uh, F&M. He better bring it over on Saturday night be for better. Commander League, let yeah. me tell you that. <laughs> Hi, Riley. Yeah, well, you know, like, we haven't been playing as many games because we have a little baby now. That's true. We have a sweet baby. And, uh, you know, you got to do other stuff sometimes. Yeah, so I just play Magic on my own. <laughs> I'm like just at the table. I'm like Bruce I'm Banner, like, yeah. taking care of our child. And you're like, I'm I'm about to win this game. I'm sorry, I can't help. No, that's okay. I gotta that, change seats. Not at all. What happens? <laughs> at all. all right. So that's basically how the deck wins. And let's move on to the deck categories. So we're gonna start with Voltron. So these are most of the goodies that SRAM will wear, but there are more auras and equipment in other deck categories that will draw us cards. So whenever we're talking about an aura and equipment, also think this will draw me a card. It's card draw. Every single one's drawn a card. Not always, but SRAM's generally on the battlefield. SRAM on turn two, you know, that's pretty common occurrence. Because in my experience, people don't tend to deal with him until he becomes a threat. But you're just getting value until then. Yeah, you're just getting all the card draw value. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of value. Truly. So we know what SRAM does. Um, I will start off the Voltron 
category with a quarter shield. A quarter shield is zero mana uh, and equipment. Equipped creature gets plus zero plus three and has vigilance. Equip cost three. Just a zero mana, draw a card. Sweet. Sweet. Next up, there is the new card from Eldraine. Oh, yeah. All that glitters. One of anything and a white for a enchant aura. Uh, enchanted creature gets plus one plus one. For each artifact and or enchantment, you control. Yeah, this card is nuts. It's a good card. I, I like that, uh, you know, Throne is not the new set, but I feel more excited about it, and I think like the, the commu- a lot of the community feels more excited about Throne than they do about Theros. I think it's just a more powerful set in general. It's a more powerful set. So just like I think it's going to age really well. It's just it's so good. So much power. So I, good. I just love it. Um, so good. So good. <laughs> uh, so next we have Angelic Gift. It's a colorless and one white for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. When Angelic Gift enters the battlefield, draw a card. So you get to draw two cards. That's right. Cast Ooh. and ETB. So and even if they counter it. That's the great thing about SRAM. Even if you counter it, you still get the draw. Like it's cast. cast. That's right. Before the spell resolves. And Enchanted Creature has flying. Yep. Gotta make him evasive. Next up, yeah. we have Avacyn's Collar. It's one mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus zero, and has vigilance. And whenever equipped creature dies, if it was a human, create a one-one white spirit creature token with flying. And equip cost is two. That second part is rarely important. Must be like Sram's a dwarf. Yeah, that's why. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little person. <laughs> uh, next up is the Basilisk Collar. Uh, it's one of anything for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has death touch and lifelink for an equip cost of two. Classic. Classic. Bo- is Bonesaw ready? Bonesaw's ready. I have it pulled up here. I'm looking at it. <laughs> Spider-Man? Oh, is that a, is a reference? In the first Spider-Man Eric and movie I are both like, with uh? Tobey Maguire? Is, is that the When wrestler? he goes to the wrestling match, <gasps> Bonesaw yes. is ready. Yeah. <laughs> and all the, the fans with the yeah. saws. Yeah. yeah. No, I was totally thinking that Bonesaw was a wrestler. I forgot that it was only in the world of Tobey Maguire but, and Spider-Man. But that guy actually is a wrestler. That's Macho Man Randy Savage. Really? Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Have you seen that guy doing the YouTube videos where it's like, Toby in the MCU, and he like grabs <laughs> clips from yeah. the first three Spider-Man movies and like puts them with the new Marvel stuff, so it like looks like he's in That's, the MCU. You're gonna have to send me a link for that. That sounds like yeah. A I'll have fun. to find one of them. They just come <laughs> up randomly sometimes, so I'll have to. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, so Bonesaw this is actually the card. Yeah, Bonesaw is the card. Yeah, um, it's zero mana. Oh yeah. Uh, it's an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus zero. And the equip cost is one. Nice. Love that. I like when the equip cost is one. I should put Shadow Spear in this deck. Yes. With all the board wipes, you right? You should put Shadow Spear. Yeah, no kidding. I haven't even... How did that... What that are you cause, doing? Because it's also Trample and Lifelink. I know, it's Trample. So it's, yeah, Trample. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, Shadow Spear. Is that card, what's, is that card, like, uh, quite pricey right now? Or it's eight bucks. Okay, not When the bad. set launch was eight bucks, it's still eight bucks, so. What are the foils? That's what I like about these collector's boxes. It makes the foils not that much more expensive. Yeah, like, even sometimes they're, like, the same price or, like, two or three bucks more. And I've, like, tr- I've tried to keep this deck pretty shiny. Yeah. It's very shiny. You should probably pick one up. There's, there's a number of, a few cards in this deck that do trample or that give him trample. Yeah. I'm still not 
quite sure if I know. <laughs> you and me both. I think we were talking about how it'd be like a sweet t-shirt. It's like, I know what Trample does, but I can't explain what Trample does. Yeah. It's like, I know the truth, but I can't tell you. Can you explain what Trample yeah, does, let's, Eric? Uh, can you explain Trample and is it Infect, where you can assign the damage to the creature and then just choose to trample over? Uh... No, uh, you can do it with... Uh, <laughs> no, you're both wrong. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you can do it with Death Touch. Mm. Um, and then so uh, how Trample works is any combat damage that is not assigned to a creature will just go over to whatever the creature is attacking. So if you're attacking a Planeswalker or if you're attacking a player, if your creature is a 7 power Trample and they have 5 toughness, 7 power... So only five of that seven is hitting the creature, and the other two goes over to... The player. There's not enough toughness ah. to deal yeah. with the, that, that amount of power. And then, yeah, oh. we did come across in one of our commander leagues, um, if you have trample and death touch, because death touch says if you deal a damage to the creature, they die. Right. So you can actually have your trampling creature assign one point of damage to the creature, because it'll die, and then the rest of it will go over to the player. So cool. they would take that that five toughness creature would take one, and then the yeah. player planeswalker would take six. Because it, you still have to assign as much possible damage until the creature dies. Yeah, with you, the trampling, right, right? But if it has death touch, it just needs the one to kill it, and then the rest of it goes to the player. Can you imagine how much longer games would take if you didn't have to assign enough damage to kill the creature, and you could just kind of like divvy it up? It's like, no, I don't, I don't want to kill that creature. I just want all the damage to come to you. Oh, <laughs> Actually, there's a card, Thorn Elemental. It's a green card. Oh, yeah. And you may have its uh, damage be dealt to the player instead of the creature. Right. And it's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, that's right. For 7. It's a, as though it weren't blocked, right? You can, yeah. That's what the... Yeah, like Putrefax is also an, another card like that, which has infect, strangely yeah. enough. Um, okay, moving on. Yeah. Next, uh, <laughs> next Voltron equipment here is Champion's Helm. This is a good one. I like this one. Very good. Yeah. It's uh, three mana for uh, an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and as long as equipped creature is legendary, it has hexproof, and the equip cost is one. Yeah, this is a solid... Uh, this needs a reprint, because it's only been printed in Commander, and, uh, and this looks like it's OG Commander, and a Masterpiece, which is what I had to get for the deck, because there's no foil. Mm. Yeah. But not a very expensive Masterpiece. I mean, let me tell it you. It was one of the lower ones, like 30, 40. It was like 30, 32 or something yeah. when I picked it up. It's probably more now. Probably. Next up, we have the Colossus Hammer. Mm-hmm. So this is one mana. Equipped creature gets plus 10, plus 10, and loses flying. Oh, no. Not flying. It costs eight to equip. Yeah. And as you'll see, there's a lot of ways to equip things without paying that pesky equip cost in yeah. this deck. So. so this is one mana for plus 10, plus 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, next we have Conviction. It's uh, colorless and one white mana for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. An enchanted creature gets plus one, plus three. And you can, what's it called? Pay a white. You can pay a white and mm. return Conviction to its owner's hand. Isn't there a term for that? Well, you, you are like bouncing it bouncing. to your hand. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. But the great thing about Conviction, and there are other cards like this in the deck, is this is repeatable card draw if you have enough mana. Because you can keep playing it and drawing drawing cards. But you can also save Conviction if there's a board wipe or something and you you want that to go back to your hand so you can keep drawing cards once you get Sram back out again. Yes. 
Uh, I love the flavor text on this card. There's no greater coward than one who believes in nothing. Mm. Nihilists. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Next up, we have Darksteel Axe. It's one mana for an equipment. Uh, Darksteel Axe has indestructible, and equipped creature gets plus two plus zero. Equip cost is two. Can't get rid of this bad boy. Mm-mm. And who's going to exile Darksteel Axe? Come on. Yeah, that's a waste. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, next up, we have the Imperial Plate. This wins I love games. this one. Ooh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so two of anything for an artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus one, plus one for each card in your hand. And equip is two. Yeah, this, this is This and a sick reliquary tower. This, oh. Yeah, this is a good... Oh. Uh, and with like an, <laughs> and an early land tax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is a very common tutor target. This particular equipment. I usually pick this one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where you're just like, like oh, let's wrap, wrap it up, right? Game's got to end. Plus 15. All right, next we have Flare Husk. Uh, it's a colorless mana for an equipment. Living Weapon. When this equipment enters the battlefield, create a 0 0 black germ. Germ boy. Creature token, then attach this to it. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and the equip cost is two. So if you unequip, the germ dies because it's a zero, zero. This is great because it is a one mana equipment that just draws you a card. But it's also good in a Voltron deck to have other creatures on the board because you will run into edict effects. And mm-hmm. there, there is a little bit of that peppered into this deck. <clears throat> Next up, we have uh, Flickering Ward, very similar to Conviction in terms of repeatable card draw. It's one white for an aura. Enchant creature. As Flickering Ward enters the battlefield, choose a color. Enchanted creature has protection from the chosen color. This effect doesn't remove Flickering Ward, so you can choose Pearl White. And you can pay one white mana to return Flickering Ward to its owner's hand. So this is the best version of this play an aura, draw a card, repeat uh, in this deck because it's one white and then one white to uh, return it to your hand. This card is really good. And then also, like, color protection is a really strong ability as well. Yeah, making him unblockable in a lot of cases. Yeah. The only thing that made this card better would would be if it has flash. That'd be great. Yeah. End step, okay, I'm just going to play this, draw some cards. (laughs) You want to target it? Okay, we're going to bring it back. Pro red. (laughs) So next up, we have the Golem Skin Gauntlets. This is one of anything uh, for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus O for each equipment attached to it. And then equip cost is two. Yeah, this can get out of hand, too. This looks like it'd be a cool foil. It is. I can show you. I got the deck box right there. Sweet. It's right there. <clears throat> uh, so next up is... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody point to the box. <laughs> it's pink. Um, Hammer of Nizan. Did I say that right? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's uh, four colorless. And it's a legendary artifact, equipment. Whenever Hammer of Nizan or another equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach that equipment to target creature you control. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero, and has indestructible, and the equip cost is four. Yeah, this can really get out of hand because, you know, you can just play Colossus Hammer, and it immediately attaches to SRAM, and and so forth. Yeah, this card is... Value. Yeah, it's worth the four mana. It's a little high on the curve, but it's, oh, it's, worth. it's totally worth it. Yeah. Next up, we have Helm of the Gods. It's one mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control, and the equip cost is one. Nice and cheap. Yeah, just just getting it done. Quick and dirty. 
Next up is the Honed Kopesh. This is one mana. For an artifact equipment, uh, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and equip is one. Yep. Nice. Straight to the point. Cool. Up next is Kite Shield. It's uh, zero mana for an equipment, and equipped creature gets plus zero, plus three, and the equip cost is three. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Pentarch Ward. It's two and a white for an aura enchant creature. As Pentarch Ward enters the battlefield, choose a color. When Pentarch Ward enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted creature has protection from the chosen color. This effect doesn't remove Pentarch Ward. So again, you can choose mono white. Yep, always pro, good. Pro white. Pro white. Mono white. <laughs> um, also double card draw. Double card draw. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I like it. Next up is the Prowler's Helm. This is two of anything for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature can't be blocked except by walls. Usually making him unblockable. Unblockable. And oh, equip cost is two. Unless you're playing against an Arcades deck. That's I'm, a good one. I'm the only one I know that plays that. That plays Arcades. <laughs> Not that it's a bad deck. It's, it's, no, a, yeah. it's a fine deck. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, next up is Short Sword. It's one colorless mana for an equipment, and equipped creature gets plus one, plus one. That reminds me of uh, Honed Kopesh a little bit. Uh, next up, we have Spider Silk Net. It's zero mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus O, plus two, and has reach, and the equip cost is two. Uh, next up, we have Sword of Feast and Famine, which is three of anything for an artifact equipment. Uh, so this is one of the mainline swords. Oh, uh, yeah. equip, equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has pro black and red. Uh, black and green, sorry. Uh, whenever equipped creature deals <laughs> combat damage to a player... Ainsley shaking her head. <laughs> that player discards a card, and you tap all lands you control. Oh, man. This is just... It's like, oh, I get rude. It's like I get another basic, like, basically, in my second main phase, I'm just going to draw a bunch more cards and yeah. play a bunch more artifacts. It's pretty sweet. Uh, up next, we have a nice trusty machete. It's uh, <laughs> what? Why are you thinking about how you normally say it when we play? I don't want to say it. That don't way. say it that way. You can just read the card. <laughs> I was sorry. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's uh, one colorless for an equipment. An equipped creature gets plus two plus one, and equip cost is two. It's a pretty nice. It's pretty trusty machete. Next up, we have Unquestioned Authority. It's two and a white for... I'm getting all the uh, all the pro boys. Yeah. Um, unquestioned Authority, two and a white for an aura. Enchant Creature, when Unquestioned Authority enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchant Creature has protection from creatures. Ooh, that's a good one. That's Ooh. a really good one. And that was just printed in the new 2018 Commander set, right? Or is that in previous printings? Uh, it was originally from Judgment. Ooh. Yeah. Oldie. It's, it's, got, the, it's got the bird on it. Yeah. Yeah. The bird. 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 All right, we are moving we are moving on to ramp. The ramp section. Why don't you take us away, honey? No, it's, it's Eric. It's not next. my turn. Sorry. Take us away, honey. Honey, honey, please. <laughs> You're both honeys. Next up we have in the first slot of ramp, Ancient Tomb. So it's a land drop. And it taps for two mana. Ancient Tomb deals two damage to you. Oh that no. That seems bad. Yeah. Yeah. What'll I do? Oh no. <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh, is this a dual card? It is, yeah. Okay, so uh, next up we have Dowsing Dagger. It's two colorless for an equipment. When Dowsing Dagger enters the battlefield, target opponent creates two zero two green plant creature tokens with Defender. Plant. Plant. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus one. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may transform Dowsing Dagger. Equipped two, and it transforms into 
Lost Veil, which you can tap to add three mana of any one color. Seems right. pretty good. Yeah. To your swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those tokens were surprisingly difficult to find. But you have really? them. We've got them. Yeah, I mean, I guess that like, and which is surprising because like I drafted that set quite a bit and I didn't have the tokens and like I, I keep tokens. Yeah. But uh, that's honestly that's like the hardest thing to find sometimes is, is like, I want is, the right tokens. Certain tokens, I do yeah. want the right tokens. Yeah, it's nice to have. I've made some for you. You have no, and I get a lot of compliments. Ainsley made uh, worm coil engine tokens because they were quite expensive. Uh, for a token. For a token, it's expensive. Yeah, and so she made these. She made two tokens each for the lifelink and the death touch, and I do get a lot of people being like, "Damn, dog! Look at those tokens." Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, next up we have Explorer's Scope. It's one mana for an equipment. Whenever equipped creature attacks, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped and equip cost of one. Not bad. Not bad at all. I really like this next one. This is a powerful card. So it's extra planar lens. So it's three of anything for an artifact. When you play it, you imprint. When extra planar lens enters the battlefield... You may exile target land you control. Whenever a land with the same name as the exiled card is tapped for mana, its controller adds one mana of any type that that land produced. So we have a bunch of snow-colored planes. It's snowy. Yeah. So you tap one of those, you get double mana. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's put it, put it in all your monocolored decks with snow lands. You won't be disappointed. Just run snow lands in all your decks. Yeah. And then you aren't... Helping other guys. That's right. And yeah. then, then people are going to start playing regular lands with like explainer lands because everyone has snow lands. And it's like a back and forth. It w- That's probably what's going to happen. But it, <laughs> it hasn't happened after... It hasn't a, happened. I haven't seen people playing snow yeah, lands. Yeah, it hasn't happened after about four years. So I don't I don't anticipate... I, and I think monocolor decks are just less common, right? People want to play Yeah, and colors. Like, like I would put snow lands in all of mine, but your art is limited as to what you can choose for what your lands look like. Sure. So that's yeah. why I don't do that because I like pretty stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I like, <laughs> like I like the OG Snowlands. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, next up we have Gift of Estates. It's one colorless and one white for a sorcery. If an opponent controls more lands than you, search your library for up to three planes cards, reveal them, and put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. Bitch. So not really a ramp card. More of a fixing card, if if you will. But you can get misfilled planes with it, or or you know, um, you can get duels with it. But there aren't any in this deck. Uh, but it is in the ramp section, nonetheless. Next up, we have Hedron Archive. It's four mana for an artifact. It you can tap it for two colorless mana, or you can pay two, tap it, sacrifice Hedron Archive, draw two cards. One of those mana rocks you can later mm, get some cards for. That's right. They should all be like that. They should. They should retcon them. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Soul Ring should be like, just tap it and draw two cards. Right. Yeah, tap, sacrifice, draw two cards. Yeah. <laughs> then you pay for it. <clears throat> uh, next up is Helm of Awakening. So this is two of anything for an artifact. Spells cost one less to cast. So that's yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Symmetrical effect. But in this deck, when there's so many one drops... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, you're, you're getting so much value. It's like when you play Horn of Green in a Land Matters deck. Yeah. All right. So this one is called Land Tax. It's one white for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, if, a, if an opponent controls more lands than you, you may search your library for up to three basic land cards, reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle your library. 
similar to the last one I just read. Yes, yeah. very much so. Uh, yeah, Lantax is awesome. Especially in um, when you're in multiple colors, because it's it just uh, says basic. Yes, so you, you grab you any can, basic. You can really fix, and um, you you know you you will end up discarding cards. But even if I'm in that situation, I'll still take the land tax trigger because it thins up my deck. Yeah, and I'll draw into gas. I was thinking about this recently about you know that phrase drawing into gas, and it's funny because. The lands are the things that produce mana, which is more like fuel. <laughs> yep. Uh, but we call but cards we that call do things. playables gas. gas. Yeah. So, anyways, that's it. <laughs> Next up, we have Mindstone. It's uh, two mana for an artifact. It taps for a colorless, or you can pay one, tap it, sacrifice it to draw a card. Solid staple. Oh, yeah. Next up is Mox Amber. So it's no mana for a legendary artifact. And you can tap it to add one mana of any color among legendary creatures and planeswalkers you control. So it doesn't help you get SRAM mode any faster, but you can, you know, uh, let's say on turn two, you cast SRAM, then you play your Mox Amber, then you can play, you know, one more thing, draw a card, maybe have a zero, draw, you know. Wheel it and deal it. You can do stuff. You can do stuff. It's good. Uh, next is Paradise Mantle. It's zero mana for an equipment. Equipped creature has tap, add one mana of any color. Equip cost, one. Nice. All right, next up we have Remote Farm. It's a land. Remote Farm enters the battlefield tapped with two depletion counters on it, and you can tap it to remove a depletion counter from it at Remote Farm and add two white to your mana pool. If there are no depletion counters on Remote Farm, sacrifice it. So I know what you're thinking. This is a bad card. Uh, and it's kind of super slow ramp. You know, if you super play this, slow. you play this on turn one. Enters tapped. Then, well, there's a whole cycle of these from uh, Mercadia Mask, one yeah. one for each color. And uh, if this didn't enter tapped, I mean, these would be amazing. Uh, and in the right deck, these can be pretty good. I've used yeah. these in like Lands Matter decks or what attracts that you could proliferate right and get the. Get another depletion counter every time after the first turn. It's not that bad, but in a deck that's so low to the ground, this card does do work. Does work. That being said, you really don't want to be sacrificing lands in a mono white deck. No. In general. <laughs> moving on. Uh, we're moving on to Sword of the Animist. This is two of anything for a legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one whenever equipped creature attacks. You may search your library for a basic land card, put it on the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. The equip cost is two. 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 This is really good because it's on the attack trigger, so you don't have to worry about like doing damage to a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, I get the trigger. We're good. Can we get a land? Yep. Bye. Terrain generator. It's a land. Mm-hmm. You tap and you can add a colorless, or you can pay two colorless, tap. You may put a basic land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. Yeah, I put this card in most of the monocolored builds that I'll put together, uh, unless it's green. I think this card's extra good when you're running a deck that has land tax, because you're getting so many lands out of your deck with land tax, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. Hmm. And if you want to discard, you can like play an extra land out. Yep. Yeah, you're getting like an additional land. Yeah. If, you know, if you have the mana to do it, obviously. Yeah. Extra good. Okay, last but not least in this category, we have Thought Vessel. It's two mana for an artifact. You have no maximum hand size, and you can tap it for a colorless. This card desperately needs a reprint. We're going to say it every time. $15. Needs a reprint. 
Don't like it. Okay, we're moving on to the protection part of the deck. So it's, you know, what you'd kind of expect. Um, and Eric, why don't you take this away for us? Yeah, first up, to protect our SRAM, Captain's Claws, two of anything for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus O. Oh. Whenever equipped creature attacks, create a one one white core allied creature token that's tapped and attacking. Equip cost is one. Yeah. So how does this protect SRAM? It it helps protect against edict effects. So we get the token. Hopefully we're attacking into an empty board so they don't block and kill our token, and then we have it for edict effects. I think I've been traumatized by edict effects, but it just ruins the strategy. It's also good to have some sort of backup for edict effects because they exist. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you say SRAM. It's it's uh it's more elegant. I say SRAM. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the difference. Like he's ramming. He's ramming his <laughs> SRAM. He's, a, he's ass ramming. <laughs> it's like the difference between like avocado and avocado. Avocado. It's <laughs> 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 like. It's like how my mom says it. Avocado. Your mama says avocado. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's like a St. Patel thing. Just St. Patel? Well, well you, I don't yeah, think you're so. saying Patel, and you're you're not saying SRAM like us, so who knows? SRAM, I really like that. SRAM, SRAM. Yeah. it sounds uh, refined. It does sound it does sound elegant. Yeah, it's good. As long as you don't say Tiger instead of what? Tiger. Who's what? Who says Tiger? It's an I. Some people <laughs> Tiger say it. Some people say it. It's Tiger. They're Some wrong. people call yeah. it film instead of film. Yeah, it's film. Not film. Oh, yeah. And I worked at a photo place. Uh, so they're like, oh, can I pick up like a 36 roll of film? It's like, no, I'm you like, can't. Please leave. Yeah. <laughs> Get it's out. film. You literally. Like, it's one <laughs> syllable. We don't need to. Especially for where we are in life. We're like, done you're here. still shooting film. Yeah. You should know it's called film. <laughs> yeah, you're doing. That's a niche. You're all wrong. Product it's very right there, niche. buddy. Yeah. Also, like, it's I'm niche. Go see a film. It's, it's niche, not niche. Not niche. <laughs> we could go on and on. It's, we should. It's French. It's niche. It's All right. Niche. Okay. Let's People just get the states say niche, but they also say roof. I didn't know toque was synonymous with Canadians. I don't know it was a Canadian word. Yeah, it's a Canadian word. I thought everyone knew toque. Oh yeah, yeah. I left my toque on the Chesterfield I, next to my serviette. I got a winter <laughs> hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you know? You betcha. Um, <laughs> gift of immortality. It's two colorless and one white for an aura. When enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Return gift of immortality to the battlefield attached to that creature at the beginning of the next end step. I think this is like on the chopping block, this really? one. Well, because you don't, the like SRAM dies, so all the equipments get removed. All the auras go to the graveyard. Yes, he's still on the battlefield. He's not going to be affected by summoning sickness at the beginning of the next turn. But, yeah, it's just, it's three mana. Like, I think there's just better, there's for, better for, stuff. For what you're doing, there might be better stuff out there. Yeah. I can see what you're saying. I think so. Because um, then, as well, like, you are trying to protect SRAM. And then this card still gives people a window to get rid of SRAM. Right. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Right, next up we have a Lightning Greaves. Classic. Two mana for an equipment. Equip creature has haste and shroud. Equip cost zero. Don't equip Lightning Greaves unless you have another creature. 
Don't equip it to SRAM unless you have another creature. Because then you can't. I've gotten put, in trouble before. Yes. Yeah. You can't put anything else on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lesson we don't want you to have to learn the hard way. Yeah. If you're thinking about putting something like this together. Next up, the other classic, Swift of Boots. Two of anything for an artifact equipment. Equip creature has hexproof and haste. And equip cost is one. And the etern- you know, the eternal debate, which is better? I don't know. They're both good. They're both very good. Yes. Yeah, I don't no think no one's arguing can... that. No, yeah. I think in most decks, like Lightning Greaves is better. Yeah, of course. Because you're not targeting your own stuff. Yeah, and it's zero. The quick cost, that zero really... Yeah, you're just like, you can just move it around. Yeah. And the times when it matters, you know... You play a creature that has an ability you want to use right away, you can just play it, quip, tap, good to go. All right, we're going to move on to the tutors section of this deck. Look at all the tutors. Look at them. Mono white. Uh, So we have Enlightened Tutor, it's one white, and it's an instant. Search your library for an artifact or enchantment card and reveal that card. Shuffle your library, then put the card on top of it. That's right. Put it. Just got reprinted, buy your foils now. No, that's Idyllic Tutor that got reprinted. Yep. Enlightened Tutor, the foils are very expensive. And Eric just got Enlightened. Oh. Oh. Boom. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Next up, we have Idyllic Tutor. It's two and a white for a sorcery. Search your library for an enchantment card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Library. Hey, hey guys. It got reprinted. You should buy your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good that you mentioned that, Eric. We didn't know. We didn't know. Uh, next up, oh, I like this card. Uh, Inventor's Fair. Legendary land. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more artifacts, you gain one life. You can tap it for a colorless. You can also pay four and tap it to sacrifice Inventor's Fair. Search your library for an artifact card, reveal it, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. Activate this ability only if you have three or more artifacts. That's right. You need Metalcraft for the life gain yep. and the tutor. That's fine. Yep. Good card, though. Oh, a great card. Yeah. Uh, hashtag great card. I had a playset because I played it in standard. What deck? My Panharmonicon Infinite Thopters. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fun. I like that. I, yeah. remember, I remember hearing about that. Wasn't the you best, heard? but <laughs> no, it could still not. win. Yeah, of course. Uh, up next is Open the Armory. It's uh, colorless and one white for sorcery. Search your library for an aura or equipment card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Then nice. shuffle your library. Flexible. Pretty solid. I like it. Next up, we have Steel Shaper's Gift. It's one white for a sorcery. Search your library for an equipment card, reveal that card, and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. Tutoring for one mana seems pretty good. Drink every time we say shuffle. Library. Next up is three dreams. So four of anything and a white for a sorcery. Search your library for up to three aura cards with different names. Reveal them. Put them in your hand. Then shuffle your library. Seems like a pretty good rate. Yeah, it is a good rate. Um, Do you know how to say three dreams in French, Ainsley? I don't know dreams in French. All right. You can just say, can you say three in French and then dreams in English? (laughs) Trey dreams. <laughs> <laughs> nice, got it. Oh, it's toi. Tre, yeah, Trey is, uh, is Spanish. I was yeah. saying that toi. yesterday, yeah. Toi. Nice. <laughs> um, up next, uh, we're looking yeah. at recursion. Yep. Bringing stuff back. Bringing right. it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Buried Ruin. Back streets back. All right. <laughs> See what you've done, Eric? Yeah. I'm delighted. Um, oh my god. We're back, back again. again. 
<laughs> the hook in that song. It's so, so good. Oh, God, I love it. It's epic. Um, oh, man. It's my first CD. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Aww, yeah. That's cute. Um, buried. <laughs> buried. Uh, it, buried. Yeah, ruined. it's buried. Yeah. Not buried. You, you can say buried. it either way. You can say buried. But it's a U. Buried. <laughs> <laughs> Some of buried room. Bury is like B-A-R-R-Y. Buried. So if you, <laughs> if you bury something, you're not bury. It's bury. So you spell it differently yeah, if you're think, saying bury and you're burying it? No, oh, no, like the says, fruit, like a yeah, berry. Yeah, if somebody says, like, <laughs> I'm going to go bury that, but it's like, it's bury. You're going to go bury something because mm. bury is something else. <laughs> I don't think that's I don't, accurate. I think but. it's like lead and lead. How it's spelt the same, and you can just yeah. pronounce it different ways. But in the case of lead and lead, they have different meanings. Anyway, <laughs> or, or read and red. Yeah, but you're not spelling. Yeah. But if you bury something or you bury something, it's still spelled B U R Y. It Correct. is. Yeah. Thank you for yes. clarifying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's never spelled with an A. But some but people say the bury. Way you're, the way you're saying it, it should be spelled with an A. That's what I'm getting at. I don't oh, disagree. Oh, I see what you're saying, I Eric. don't disagree with you. We were looking at Eric with very confused faces. We yeah. were like, oh? <laughs> Eric's like, no, everyone else is wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm the white yeah. one over here. Okay. Uh, buried ruin. It's a land. <laughs> you tap for a colorless, or you can pay two colorless, tap, sacrifice, buried ruin, return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Get it. Get that. Get, get that it back. Win. Next up, we have Hall of Helioid's Generosity. A legendary land, you can tap it for a colorless, and you can pay one and a white to tap it, put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your library. Good stuff. Mm. Yep, great card. Mist Veil Plains is next up. It's a land, and it's a plains. <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah, you can get it with uh, Gift of Estates. I like how the tapping to add white is in brackets. Well, they gotta, you know, they gotta make sure you know, even though it's a plains. Yeah. You gotta know. That's not. That's not, that's not clear. Misfield <laughs> uh, plains enters the battlefield tapped. You can also pay one white and tap it to put target card from your graveyard on the bottom of your library. Activate this ability only if you control two or more white permanents. Mm, that's gonna be tough. I feel like Misfield plains is one of those cards that I get. Every time I play with this deck, you know, like there's just like some cards in some decks where it's like every time you play, you get it. You then there's some it. cards that you just never see. Yeah, absolutely, totally. And the cards that I never see, sometimes I just take them out of the deck. Doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel right. It's like well, this is a good card, but I don't see it, so I'm just gonna take it out. Yeah, it's it's like the, it's like heart of the cards or something. You I know? haven't seen it by now. I'm never gonna see it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like how you know when you're when you put tickets into a silent auction, you have to bend it, and it's more likely to get picked. So maybe like for those cards, is it? yeah. I don't know anything about Fun silent fact. auctions. This is a this yes, is a whole this. new arena for me. <laughs> bend your tickets if you're putting them in. I'm All telling right. you, they're more likely to get picked. Except. When everyone else is doing it too, then it's just stupid. Yeah, don't broadcast this. <laughs> Ruining silent auctions. Ainsley, can you cut this part out, please? <laughs> <laughs> I want to win all my silent auctions still. <gasps> oh, fun. All right, next up we have Open the Vaults. It's four and two white for a sorcery. Return all artifact and enchantment cards from all graveyards to the battlefield under their owner's control. Auras with nothing to enchant remain in graveyards. 
we'll have something to enchant. All right. <laughs> take it easy. Open the vaults. Um, so any hesitation you have over playing cards like this? Eric and I are laughing because you skipped me. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, she, you were going to read Misfilled Planes. No, he read, read Misfilled Planes, and then I commented, and you're like, your talking time is over. Now I'm going to read oh, the Oh, well, card. you can read the next one. I'm sorry can, about no, that. You're great. You can so, swap. Uh, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll do the old swapsies. Um, so just like Helm of Awakening, like this is because we've built our deck around artifacts and enchantments, artifacts especially, this is going to be so much more beneficial to us than it will be to our opponents. A lot of times you play Open the Vaults and a lot of decks get back a Soul Ring and a Lightning Greaves. You know, it's just not... Yeah. You're getting so much value for six mana. Um, this is just a way to sort of eke your way back into the game. But if you had the money, you could replace this with Replenish if you felt like. Does Replenish hit artifacts? I think it just hits enchantments. Is that that's just why enchantments? It's not, that's why it's not in here. I have a replenish in my Sigarda Voltron deck. Oh, maybe it is just. I think it's just enchantments because that's a reserveless card. That's that it is card's a reserveless like card. Pretty pricey. I certainly didn't pay what it cost now. <laughs> uh, enchantments. Yep. No artifacts. Mm-hmm. Next. All right. So sorry about that. We're my gonna turn. do next up. We're gonna. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Next up, it it's again. my turn. I'm doing the rest of these. <laughs> yeah. Just read the rest. Let's get through it, guys. Eric, can I just leave? <laughs> oh. right, it's just me it's just me and Abra it's the Kevin for the show. rest yeah. <laughs> he's sleeping on Eric's coat uh, uh, Roar of Reclamation meow yeah uh, it's five colorless uh, and two white for a sorcery each player returns all artifact cards from their graveyard to the battlefield this card is dirt. The foil was like 49 cents. Seems like it would be. Dirt it's cheap. very expensive for what it does. I dirt, like the beast cheap. man on it. Oh, yeah. He's like a cat. He, he, he's a cat man. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm a scat man? Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's so good. Hey. You make fun of jokes. <clears throat> all right, Eric. Uh, we're going to have to skip over me because yeah. I did a skip. And now no. we got to go to you. It's Next like Uno. Up. It's all confusing. Yeah. Next up is Sun Titan. So this is four of anything and two white for a giant. He's got Vigilance, and whenever Sun Titan enters the battlefield or attacks, you may return target permanent card with CMC three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. I love that he can hit lands. Yeah, super God, good. I love Sun Titan. Sun Titan's such a good card. I love this card so much. If you can fit in a deck, I usually try and do that. Because, again, if you have, like, fetch lands and stuff as well, yeah. you can get the fetch land back, crack it, get on the land out of your deck, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Lots of good value. A blazing sun that never sets. Yeah. And Ooh. some other cool things you can do with it as well. Like, for example, Mindstone. You can tap the Mindstone, draw a card, mm. attack with Sun Titan, bring Mindstone back. Oh, yeah. Value. value. What, I, what I used to do with Sun Titan in my uh, Brago deck is I would, um, I'd like strip mine and then I'd play Sun Titan Ooh. and I'd get strip mine back and then I'd strip mine again and then I'd Brago. And then I blink Sun Titan, and then I get strip mine back, and then I strip mine again. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's fun. So good. Yeah, that's a lot of get three strip mines a turn. That's so good. <laughs> that's like when you're playing Catan with some of the expansions, like the ones where you have like the coins and stuff, and um, you ask to trade a right, certain and resource. And you do resource monopoly. And then you do resource monopoly. Like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I know you all had that wheat. I'm and having a big turn. <laughs> and I got a two to one wheat port, so you're done. <laughs> oh, you're never going to get wheat in this town again. 
who love Catan. No, we should play Catan. We all love Catan. I love Catan. I haven't played yeah. it in like years. Yeah, we haven't played it. It in was a while. super hot for a minute there. Yeah, yeah it's it kind of like like how Cards Against Humanity was like everybody was playing Cards yeah. Against Humanity, and it's like, eh. well, I, I used still to really like Catan though. Like, oh yeah, yeah no, Catan's, Catan's still solid. Yeah. Yes. Well, I used to live with uh, three other guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. Three a lot of. Guys. I know. A lot, I know a lot of you, dudes you know too. Why? We share the same bed. There's a line. It's uh, it's a uh, it's that funny guy. I don't know his name. He's an actor, but in um, Friends, there's an episode where he says. <laughs> I live in a studio apartment with three other guys. It's just, it sounded exactly So like I used to live with three other guys, plus me, so it's four, four dudes. In a studio apartment? Uh, no, we were in a basement of, of a house. Nice. So it was four bedrooms, hmm. and uh, we'd play Catan at least once a day, sometimes twice, and we, and we had a, a much like our commander board here, but not as uh, ornate. Um, and we had a little piece of paper on the fridge with a Catan kill count, and like you can look at my Catan now with the expansions, and how much dirtier the original game is versus the expansions because we just played the original game so much. Hmm. That's fine. Nice. And I still love Catan. Yeah. I play Catan right now if you guys wanted to, but you know we're in the middle of the show. It's true. It's like I'm breaking Catan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next we have a Cage of Hands. It's two colorless and one white for an aura. Uh, enchanted creature can't attack or block, and you can pay one colorless and one white to return Cage of Hands to its owner's hand. Yeah, we've moved on to the removal, removal. package. Yes. And uh, this is uh, a much like Conviction or Flickering Ward. We can bounce this for repeated card draw, but we can also move it over to different creatures that we don't want to attack us or, better yet, block. Yeah. Old Srammy boy. Uh, next up, we have Crush Contraband. It's three and a white for an instant. Choose one or both. Exile target artifact or exile target enchantment. Good card. Totally. Yeah, the exile. That's what you want to see. I need to put this in my uh, league deck. But yeah. No, you don't have the slots. Like, How many <laughs> slots did you get this time? Two. All <laughs> oh, right, because you won. I was choked. I wanted eight slots. I only got four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is Day of Judgment. Two of anything and two white for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures. Boom. And this card has a really cool textless. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that was when they were doing player rewards. Yeah. They're never going to bring that back. Nope. Because <laughs> it was a good thing. That's right. No, everything. Yeah, they... so they're like, nah. Now, now when they have a good thing, they just like run it into the ground <laughs> until the value disappears, and they're like, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this next card, it's sad for everybody else, but it's okay. It's not totally sad for everybody. Well, it's a little they sad. They get one. Sad. You get one. Everybody gets one. You get one. It's like Sophie's Choice. It's a tough one. Who's Sophie? It's a, f- uh, it's a, it's film. a film. It's a film. <laughs> Don't say film. <laughs> Don't you're gonna make Eric mad again? Eric's like steam coming up the ears. (laughs) Uh, So this is a divine reckoning. It's two colorless and two white mana for sorcery. Each player chooses a creature they control. Destroy the rest. You can flashback for five colorless and two white, and it says you may cast this card from your graveyard for its flashback cost, then exile it. I think, I mean, this card is great in any Voltron deck that has white, mm-hmm. but I just love flashback. 
Oh, so in good. Commander. Oh yeah. In any yeah, format, the... but in Commander, in singleton format, it's like, oh, I I have a second copy of this. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Love it. Love it. Alrighty. Next up, we have Mouth of Ronum. Who's Ronum? Ronum. Uh, it's a place. <laughs> Whose mouth is this? I think it's a place on Dominaria. It's like the mouth of a cave. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's a land. It's a snow land. Uh, it taps for a colorless, or you can pay four and a snow mana to tap it. Sacrifice Mouth of Ronum. It deals four damage to target creature. <laughs> snow mana? <laughs> this is kind of a pet card of mine. This and is cool. Yeah, it's a cool card, but it's like not... Like, the amount of times I've actually used it for the... the sacrifice deal four damage effect is very low. But the thing about it is it's four damage. Like that hits a lot it's of removal. commanders. Yeah. It hits a lot of creatures. Like it does it does do work. Yeah. Removal on lands is always good. Yeah, I think that four four damage really takes it takes it over the top. Hey. Next up we have overwhelming splendor. This is a six of anything and two white for an aura curse. You get to enchant a player. Creatures enchanted player control lose all abilities and have base power and toughness 1-1. One, one. Yeah, this is really good in 1v1 because you're just like, well, I guess that's it for me. Didn't you played this on me? Uh, I was playing my Duretti deck, and I had a pretty good board. I had, like, Darksteel Forge and tons of artifacts, and I was wheeling and dealing, and you're like, I can't have that. And then you died. I did die, yes. And then it went to the graveyard, and then I brought it back and put it on Riley. That's right, and Riley, <laughs> the, the game ended shortly thereafter. Yes. Hi, Riley. <laughs> Hi, Riley. Hi, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next, you did one. You just did one, right, Eric? Oh, yeah, I just turn? did okay. Splendor. Okay. Even though I didn't read the second part of it, uh, Enchanted Player can't activate abilities that aren't mana abilities or loyalty abilities. Yeah, it just it, it just takes care of everything. It takes care of everything. So, like for example, if someone overwhelming splendors you, you can't pay the equip costs on any of the artifacts. And the thing is, I wanted to. So when Eric played that, I was I'm playing my Duretti Scrap Savant deck. Paint a picture. And I was like, if I just need to draw a spine of Ishsaw because that'll take care of it. Yeah. Did you heart of the thing. cards it? I. Did, no. but I didn't have enough heart because I drew Meteor Golem, which is like Spine of Ishsaw, but it's a creature. And the way that Overwhelming Splendor and like Humility type cards work is when it enters the battlefield, it's a 1-1 one, one without any ability, so I don't get the ETB to destroy a permanent. And then I just so and then you cry. started cleaning up my, <laughs> so my cards. Because uh, Riley had like... But it was good. I mean, I, I can't fault you for like... I just... You know, I, I like I like cards that are just like I win the game. Yeah, I just like cards like that. I don't you know I don't know why you like what you like, but if a card says I win the game, Overwhelming Splendor doesn't say it, but kind of does. You know, it's just. And I think the game was at a spot where I was like, I can control what Riley's doing, but you can go off and win. So I was like, you're first, Riley second. Yeah, and that was a <laughs> long game, and like sometimes we get a league game in, and then we'll play like. Two or three games, but that was like the we one game one that league we played. And we played one after. Yeah, that was it. It was a long, it was a long, long one. one. Up next is Scour Glass. It's uh, three colorless and two white. It's an artifact. You can tap, sacrifice Scour Glass, destroy all permanents except for artifacts and lands. Activate this ability only during your upkeep. Don't do it any other time. Don't. Well, because you can't. 
It's fun to say Scourglass. It is fun. Just like that card. And this is one of those cards that I'll play and people will be like, hey, what is that? Yeah, because this is actually like an un, kind of more of like an unknown card. It's a mm-hmm. weird one. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. this card a lot, though. I had it in my Brea deck. So you knew about it. You didn't tell me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Swords to Plowshares. Why isn't Path to Exile in this deck? That's kind of, I should throw in here. You can take out Gift of Immortality and put in Path to Exile. You're right. There you go. Eric, just solving wow. problems. Wow. Ra- okay, we're ending the episode right here. Wrap it up. <laughs> I got to go do this right now. Swords to Plowshares, if you don't know, is one white mana for an instant exile target creature. Its controller gains life equal to its power, but we don't care about that. We're doing commander damage. We're doing commander damage. But in dual commander, it is a little bit more of a thing. It's a bit of a thing. But still. Still, with how big Strom's getting. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a big boy. You don't care. Big, big. But he's still short. Just to be clear, he's more beefy. Yeah, he's getting he's, he's like, like getting, beefcake. He's just getting hunkered down. He's like you can't you can't knock him over. Yeah, he's he, thick without a K. That's right. Can't move me. <laughs> Next up is Winds of Wrath, three of anything and two white for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures that aren't enchanted. They can't be regenerated. Also, great card in an enchantress build. Great, great. Uh, one-sided board wipe. Super good one-sided board wipe. This is such a good card for those kind of strategies. Yeah, underplayed, yeah. underrated. Yeah. Mm. The next card is Wrath of God. It's two colorless and two white for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. I have a question. Classic. Yeah. What's up? Why is this card, Wrath, spelled with a W, and the last card is not? Oh, because winds, Wrath is a place? So it's the winds of wrath. See, okay. It's like, this is the, why it's you like if questions. it was the winds of Winnipeg. Cute. <laughs> they can be brutal sometimes. They're rough. Oh man, yeah. today? You kidding me? Yeah. I was like, what I've been doing is I take my pashmina and I put it over my nose, and then I have a toucan, and then I have these big sunglasses, like these Jackie O type sunglasses, and I put them over the pashmina scarf line so that when I breathe, the sunglasses don't fog. This is the life I'm living. In Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're moving on to equipment support. Um, first up, we have Auric Steel Shaper. It's one and a white for a human soldier, 1-1. One, one. Equip costs, you pay, costs one less. As long as Auric Steel Shaper is equipped, each creature you control, that's a soldier or a knight, gets plus one, plus one. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that really, that <laughs> makes a big difference. <laughs> but the equip cost... Redu- oh, yeah. Reduction does super does good. make make a big difference. Also, super cheap foil. Oh, cool. And Mirrodin, I love Mirrodin. Oh, foils. they're good they're foils. So bright and shiny. Oh yeah. Whew, love it. Next up, Balan Wandering Knight. Two of anything and two white for a legendary cat knight. Uh, it's got first strike. It's a three three. Balan Wandering Knight has double strike as long as two or more equipment are attached to it, and then you can also pay one in a white. Attach all equipment you control to Balan. So you could easily swap this out as the commander of the deck. Yeah. Balan is a really good um, equipment commander. And the great thing about the activated ability is that it doesn't target. So you can just attach all the equipment you control to Balan. But Balan's a really good secondary commander in the deck. Yeah, for sure. If you lose uh, SRAM. Even if you get this out, like if you have SRAM out, but then you play Balan, like it'd be good to just... He gets double strike. 
Absolutely, and if you have like Swiftfoot boots or or uh, lightning greaves, yeah, then yeah, you just touch it all. Laughing, swing, swing Get away. Going. Yeah. All right. Up next is Brass Squire. This guy's a cute little guy. He is cute. He's an artifact creature. He's a mirror. You tap and attach target equipment you control to target creature you control. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Just I didn't know that. Card oh, and existed. he's a he's a one in. One and three. Yep. Yeah, he's got a big butt. Big butt. Next up, we have a Leonin Shakari. It's a one and a white for a cat soldier 2-2. Two, two. You may activate... Activate... Mate? Activate. <laughs> you may activate equipped abilities anytime you could cast an instant. So you can yeah, equip it instant speed. Wouldn't that be nice? Good stuff. But always. Not always. just if you had Leonin Shakari. Next up is Masterwork of Ingenuity. It's one of anything for an artifact equipment. You may have Masterwork of Ingenuity enter the battlefield as a copy of any equipment on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. It's good yep. stuff. Not just yours. Yeah, this is a great card. Yeah. I like this next guy. What he's, is this next he's, guy? He's, he is an, he's another one of like the alternate commanders. Like you can just because he, he kind of does what SRAM does. He's uh, a pure steel paladin. And it's two white for a human knight, 2-2. Uh, two, two. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card, which is great if you already have SRAM on the battlefield yeah. and just drawing <laughs> cards. Yeah. Uh, and he has metal craft. Equipment you control have equip cost zero as long as you control three or more artifacts. Mm. It's and pretty sweet. Yeah, you very often do control. At three. least mm. three. Three, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this mm. guy's oh, yeah. This guy's just oh, yeah. so oh, much yeah. value. Why couldn't it say legendary creature? I know. Ooh. Ooh. Love him. Next up, we have Sigarda's Aid. It's one white for an enchantment. You may cast aura and equipment spells as though they had flash. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach it to target creature you control. So Sweet. that's just like ch cheating those equip costs. That's oh. why it's equipment support. Yeah. But also, that card works really well with Flickering Ward. That's what I was looking for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because now at instant speed, we can just protect SRAM from any colors. Yeah, and Scarlet's Aid is just one mana. Yeah. What would be really would take it over the top, I think, is if when Scarlet's Aid entered the battlefield, draw a card. Sure, yeah. <laughs> is that too much? That is too much. Okay. Because re it's replacing itself. It's too one. much. Eric says it's too much. We're gonna, I got to I mean, stop. I would like judge. it. <laughs> I would like it, but then, yeah, well, it, de like, it depends. Oh. It depends on the judge, right? It depends on the oh, judge yeah, and what they say. Because they have different calls. Right. Yeah. There aren't rules. No, it's just judge calls. <laughs> All right, I had to. Um, okay, the last section. And the least interesting here, because we've already talked about all the good lands, is the lands. So, Eric, uh, we, we can talk about some of these lands. We do have a command beacon. Command beacon's good, obviously, for getting rid of that commander cost. What a crystal vein. Uh, yeah, this is just, like, to get some... Didn't know that was a card. Sometimes you got to tap sacrifice, get some mana. Sure. That's fun. Uh, we have, ooh, Forbidding Watchtower. I have this in here also for Edict Effects. Uh, forbidding Watchtower enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it for a white, and you can pay one and a white. Forbidding Watchtower becomes a 1-5 white soldier creature until end of turn. It's still a land. Cool. Yeah. Uh, new Benalia just lets you scry one at ETBs. That's always nice. 
Uh, Opal Palace is great because it's a Voltron strategy. I think Opal Palace is good in most Voltron decks because you get a um, it's it sort of, it taps for colorless and you can filter. Uh, you can pay one, tap it, add one mana of any color in your commander's color identity. If you spend this mana to cast your commander, it enters the battlefield with a number of additional 1-1 counters on it equal to the number of times it's been cast from the command zone this game. Yeah. So in a Voltron strategy, you just get those Yeah, so then he'll just be a little counters. more beefy. The art is also pretty. Yeah, I wonder if you can get it in foil. Yeah, because it was only in a commander set. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know we've got reliquary tower, rogues no passage. Hand rogues passage makes him got secluded steep for the just cycling land. Shrine of the Forsaken Gods, uh, really good in any artifact deck. It taps for a colorless. I think this is kind of like a, well, you know, I wouldn't put Temple of the False God in a deck. Yeah, but uh, this is sort of a sort of similar not really no because it still taps for one colorless yeah so it taps for a colorless and it taps for two colorless but you can spend that mana only to cast colorless spells and you can only activate this ability if you control seven or more lands but we do have a lot of colorless spells in this deck have you thought of putting in the white castle what is uh the rare yeah what does that one do castle Ardenvale Ardenvale yeah because you just like I think it's Two and two white, and you make a one one. So it's more protection against edict effects. And the, what is the what's the common that's a uh, planes? You have it in here. It's secluded steep. No, no, no. The one from wait. Uh, th- nope, that's not it. Throne. Yep. Uh, it enters untapped if you have three or more planes, and when it enters untapped, you put a one one counter on a creature. Mm. It's okay. But you but only would, get the one one counter if you, you have three the lands. Yeah. Yeah. Three lands. That's all it cares about. Three lands. Three, three planes. Three planes. It cares about three planes. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What you gonna do? Yeah. The castle's good. I think you should maybe run the castle. Is think, the art I'll on that card a hamburger? What? <laughs> this is White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be good. that'd be a good alter. That'd be fun. Uh, that'd yeah. be a good alt, actually. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we're going to bring this foray into the dual commander format to a close, and we very much hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, On top of the other, I'm going to make one more suggestion. Please do. Do you know of Bloodforged Battleaxe? I've heard of it. Enlighten me. Yeah. Bloodforged Battleaxe is one mana, uh, and then equipped creature gets plus two, plus oh. Uh, The equip cost is two, so it's like a lot of other artifacts. Is this one from the commander set this past year? Uh, it was from 2017. Okay, continue. Sorry. So whenever a equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create a token that's a copy of Bloodforged Battleaxe. Mm. Yeah. So you get in once, you get another one. If you have two on there, you attack, you get two more. And if you have Pure Steel Paladin, you get in card draw every time that comes into play. I like that a lot. Hmm. Very nice. Eric, it's a fun not card. Not just another pretty face. Hey. Nice. Eric, I, I bet things. Eric, I bet if you tried, you could grow the best beard of anybody in this room. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, I can't grow a beard to save my life, and I don't think you can either. No. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something witty. Uh, I don't didn't know. get there. I get it. Um, so, you know, we've, we've done a number of deck techs over the past few months. Um, but if there is a commander that you want us, uh, want us to do a deck tech on, or you want to hear us talk about, please do get in touch with us. 
Uh, you can do that on Instagram or you can do that on uh, Gmail where uh, Turn One Soaring, the podcast on Instagram or Turn One Soaring, the podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, just slide into our DMs. Yeah, yeah, just let us know what you think. And who knows, maybe um, the commander that you want to hear us do a deck tech on, we've already built the deck. And yeah. it's just sitting on our shelf or, or we're taking it down to a local game store and, and playing with it. Also, we, we did hold true to our word. We know we had a lot of black red decks. This is a white deck. It's, it's a white different. Deck. It's different, different color. We do like different colors. We did it. We like all all <laughs> the, all the colors of the Wooberg. <laughs> I like white. <clears throat> yeah. Controversial opinion. I like it. It's, it's also uh, PK's favorite color, Pleasant Kenobi. Nice. Yeah. Love that Pleasant Kenobi. Yeah, and like this is just such a fun deck. You're drawing cards. It's just you're always doing stuff. And yeah. your commander's so cheap. Yeah, it's it's really nice. The second time you cast your commander, it's only four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> so we want to thank you all for listening, as always. And uh, Ainsley, we want to thank you for joining us on the show, being guest host, and for editing the show every week. Thanks for editing all of our stuff. Yeah, for listening to it's us. a lot. You got to listen to everything. I got to listen to this one twice. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. You poor thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. And if uh, if folks want to find you on social media, how can they do that? I'm on the Instagram, uh, and my handle is Ainsley Amethyst, like the stone. Like the stone. Is it what kind of stone is that? An amethyst. It's a semi precious stone. What do you mean by what kind of stone? Is it a is it a gemstone? It's a semi precious stone. Is it a birthstone? Well, it's used as a birthstone. All right, let's just take it easy, guys. <laughs> Jeez. This is like we were talking about Burry, but I'm the Eric. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so uh, always remember that you can find our show on all the podcast platforms, including YouTube. And um, also remember to enter our March giveaway, which just started. And uh, you can find the post for that on our Instagram page. Uh, and it should be near the top of the feed if you're listening to this somewhat close to when it's released. And again, thank you all for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks again. Everyone have yourselves a wonderful day. Bye, friends. Bye now. Bye. Thanks again, Ainsley. Bye. Turn one, soul ring.